everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. What are we talking about today, Katie? Well, Kimberly, is that how we'd talk if we were three fancy ladies in a deli? Yes. No, no they don't talk like that. They're super sassy. They're sassy and they have accents, which make it better. We're like, back to... No, but they have like New York accents. Yeah. I feel like that amps the sass. Oh, yeah, for sure the sass. Yeah. Yeah. We're back at Elder Skelter is what we mean by three ladies sitting in a deli, in case you guys forgot. If you have never listened to A Double Date with Dateline, go back, because this is our new favorite series, and there's only three episodes of it. Yeah. Period. Total. Done. But they are split into two parts, so we can cover them. We could get six out of it, yeah. Right, we can. But this one was a Kimberly's choice, and... I kind of get it. There's some interesting aspects to this case. Do we call it a case? To this situation, this experience. Interesting. I just thought it was flat out hilarious. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that. So we are in season one, episode one, but not the first story. We're in the second story. Story of the second. Story of the second. And this episode is called Unlucky Stiffs. Don't know why. I think I know why. I just got it. Why? It has to do with a very magical little blue pill that we see being taken. And then we hear a spring noise, a doing sound effect. It doesn't work in the first case, though. I don't know. Huh. But yes, you're right. Okay, there you go. But so we open again with the three ladies that are always at the top of Elder Skelter, and their names are Joyce, Rita, and Lynn. So Rita, Joyce, and Lynn are commenting on the first case, and then... Rita tells us, well, this next story proves that marriage isn't the only kind of deadly relationship you can have. And then Lynn gives her a look, which is a mix of surprise and knowing. Like there's something in her past that this friend knows about. Kind of. Do you think the third friend knows? Or is there a secret betwixt them? These lifelong deli-going friends. Fabulous wearing hair. One is wearing a turban. It's again with the lip liner, Mm. without the lipstick filled in. And lots of jewelry. Lots of jewelry. Well, she doesn't have lipstick filled in because she's eating a sandwich. She still has the liner on. Right, because that's what happens when you eat. Not to fabulous women, Katie, to peons. I feel like that makes it better that it's happening to fabulous women, which means it just happens. Nature. I feel like they touch up in between bites. Okay, so it is the look then. That's interesting. So... I think that honestly, that Joyce and Rita, the two that are sitting on the same side of the table, talk bad about Lynn. I'm just going to say. But Lynn seems to be the head cheerleader of that group. That's exactly why they talk bad about her. Okay, so it's Mean Girls. She's the Regina George. Correct. And the other two are kind of scared of her. And they're just kind of waiting for her to, I don't know, go into hospital. I don't know. And so then one of them can get bumped up to the main spot. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's And if you better check where those ladies were. Oh, yeah. If she gets trips over somebody's cane, it was their cane. Like they're going to knock her down a peg. Oh, yeah. And they're going to come into her house. Those ladies are ruthless. And borrow her good furs. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real serious. They're going to mix something in with her arthritis medicine. <laughs> they're drinking a lot for a luncheon. I've said it before. I will say it again. A martini? At lunch? What's with all the quick shots of the phallic-shaped foods? Yeah. We open with sausage. Oh! Pickles and the sausage. Really quick shots. Pickles, sausage. It goes with your theory. 
Mm, it does. It totally does. Yeah, because we haven't had that before this episode, and then all of a sudden we do now. Okay. We see you, ID. We see you, ID. Very clever. So let's jump in. A 78-year-old Lena Sims Driscoll is a one-man woman, which is bad if the man in your life is always the wrong one. I was going to say if the man in your life is more of a two-woman man. Exactly. There you go. Because math don't equal one plus doesn't equal two. Very good. Excellently done. Not not really. (laughs) Lena didn't have a great childhood. Our reenactment actress for Lena, I'm going to say straight off the bat, is excellent. I very much enjoyed her, and I thought she did a great job. Yes, bravo. She had to do some heavy lifting. Both of our elderly actors had to. But we meet little Lena, and little Lena did not have a very good childhood because apparently she was liked less than her brothers and sisters, which made me really sad. Yeah, that's rough. Poor Lena. I can relate. It's just so not true. I can relate for my brother, I mean. Oh, there we go. But not in this next sentence that I'm about to say. In no way can you relate to this. She feels like she was liked less because she was lighter skinned. You don't know my life. No, it's not true. Yeah. Joni, I have questions. And I felt like that was a really sad thing. I felt bad for her. That would be really hard. But she also was not very well liked because she was a little bit of a tattletale in the best possible way. Basically, she caught her daddy sleeping with another woman or messing around in a field with another woman, as it were. In a field. In a, yeah, right? It was Hot like... field sex. What was it? It's like wheat. We don't know. In the crop field. But he was messing around with a neighbor lady and little Lena runs and tells her mom, which is definitely going to make dad not like you. You're making a choice. It's a terrible position for any child to be forced to have to make a choice. But you are choosing your mom at that moment. It also seemed that she was young enough. She wouldn't be able to keep that secret. She shouldn't have to. It's terrible. No, she absolutely shouldn't. It was really sad. It also definitely, that's going to form the way that you look at men. I'm just going to say it. That's mm-hmm. going to, yeah, play a part. So I'm convinced every woman on earth has some sort of daddy issues. And I would think it's safe to say that every man on earth has mommy issues. Fair enough. Yeah. Touche. So when Lena was 12 years old, she's playing in the front yard and a boy who seems not that much older than her in the reenactment, but I feel like was significantly older than her in real life, sees her playing in the front yard and says, hey, what's your name? Like doing little kid talk. And this boy is LJ. And LJ says, you know what? I like you, but you're too young for me. So I'm going to come back for you and I'm going to marry you. How old was he supposed to be and how old was she supposed to be? She's 12. I think that we're led to believe that he's 15, but I think in real life he may have been closer to 20. Yeah, I think more like 20. Yeah, but he looks like a kid in the reenactment, but I think that's for delicate sensibilities. I think they're trying to like downplay it. Yeah, well, this was a long time ago. This was like 100 years ago. So, Uh, yeah, I don't know what the age of consent was. At that time. But didn't a long time ago, women used to get married a lot younger? Yeah, that's true. Does it help that he came back? They said when she was 14 or 15. So basically two years later and married her. Does that help? He waited two years, Katie. He did. He waited two years. He's the patience of a saint. We still don't know how old he was, but that's okay. He comes back and marries her at 15. And her dad gives her the 
most touching present I've ever heard of, which is a 22 handgun. That's what I got for my bat mitzvah. I thought you got a few guns, right? Oh, yeah, from different sides of the family with little engraved stars of David on them and blue and white bullets. Did they say Kimbo, but the O is a star of David? Why would they say Kimbo? I don't know. Like Rambo? Oh, okay. Could be. No, they had my Hebrew name engraved on it. What's your Hebrew name again? I don't need to say it. Say it again. Tova. Oh, so it would have Tova and the A is the star of David. Yeah, sure. That would work. Although it would be written in Hebrew. So I think you're picturing the letter A. I really am. I'm picturing an Aleph, which is the A in Hebrew. Is there no way that they would spell it in English? It would only be in Hebrew? Like there's no way that it would say T-O-V-A? Because that's the only if way If the gift works. was from one of my Gentile friends. Gift ideas. <laughs> 2021. Okay, thanks. <laughs> got it. Easy enough. Actually, it's look, it's not a bad present. She's 14 or 15. She's got to go out in the world. You gave her a gun. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. But apparently this gun was going to come back to haunt her. And yes, indeed, it does. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the foreshadowing, ID. Well, she's on a show called Elder Skelter. So Yeah. Which we never really talk about, that they took the name Helter Skelter and tried to make a rhyme out of it. Why? It's brilliant. Elder and the word helter. That's pretty good. Are kind of close, but not that close. Helter, elder. They're okay. Like M&M could make it work. Lin-Manuel Miranda could make it work. I think ID Network made it work. I feel like it totally works. You're right. What's bother? What would be better? Can you come up with an alternative? Old fogey felony. Senior citizen arrest. Arrest. That's it. Senior citizens arrest. All right. That's it. Send it in. See what they say. They might change the whole thing. It might bring it back. Yeah, they stopped the show after three episodes. Maybe they got sued by the Beatles or by the Charles Manson estate. I would think it would be that guy who wrote the book, Vincent, whatever his name was. Vincent Berglioni, or I can't remember his name. Something like that. I feel like the other two are more likely to sue. Well, I don't think he's alive anymore, so it would be his estate, too. That's what I mean. I feel like, I don't know, we'll see. What One of those ladies just got out of prison, didn't she? She's up for parole? I don't know. No, she didn't get out. She didn't get out, right? Okay, that makes sense. I don't think so. I don't want any of them out. It scares me. No one should get out. They're not coming for you. No, their minions will rise again when one of them gets out. There was only, like, two of them. There's people out there who believe, and all they need is a leader follow. Can I be honest with you? That's the least thing you need to worry about right now with leaders and followers and rising ups. But you see where I'm getting it from. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about them. If it's squeaky, squeaky can get out. No one's following squeaky. Is someone's following the other lady? They're a little more uh, charismatic than squeaky, I think. Interesting, because she's got the better name. Are we going to do the Nexium? thing because I've been watching that series and it's really good. Have you watched any of it? It's fascinating. I watched one special on it like last year. I watched a special but are you watching the series one that's on right now? You take a look at it. I have things to say about that. Anyways we're going to fast forward to the late 1950s and Lena at this point has a son named Eddie and she is a working mom. Good for her. She has a job as a private nurse but just like her mother before her she had to endure a philandering husband. LJ was not the Prince Charming that Lena had hoped for. 
Don't trust a man with initials, folks. That's what, what I said. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a great reenactment scene, only because that actress does a great job of, like, very realistically doing an awkward scene where somebody's getting out of a bed. And she's like, who, what? Who are you? Who is she? Who are you? What is going on? She does this sort of... And the woman, the mistress, like, scrambles out embarrassed. And he's kind of just laying there in the bed like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, baby. It's good. It is pretty decent. So she splits up with him. She's done with him. Good for you. And that's it for her. She spends the next four... Sorry, she doesn't die. I mean, she spends the next 40 years because we're fast forwarding to when she's in her 70s. Her sex life was on life support, but it was going to be revived. Yes, at a much later point. They'd almost pulled the plug, but then, oh, it sparked back to life. So she spends the next 40 years doting on her children and her grandchildren and just doing her job being a private nurse. And as she's beginning to start her 70s, her neighborhood that she's been in forever is starting to become unsafe and there's break-ins and she's starting to get a little nervous. And she decides that it's finally time to sell the family house and to move into a place called Hightower Manor. Instead of this being sort of a situation where the grandchildren and the children feel like they need to put grandma in a home, she was like ready to go. And this isn't like a normal assisted living facility is what they tell us. This is, they're like, it's not a bad one. (laughs) So, okay, that's great. But it does seem like one that it's more like elderly people living in an apartment complex that is kind of like Melrose Place. Yes, exactly. Which I've heard that is kind of a normal thing. Do you know anything about elder care facilities? Yes, I want to live in one. But they get wild, right? Oh, yeah. They have lots of clubs and swinging, I'm sure. Yeah. Is that a real thing or is that just an urban legend? I'm hoping it's a real thing, but don't know for sure. I'll find out soon enough. Sorry, you're going early? What are you? As soon as I hit 50, I'm going. No. Look, you live on your own, but there's people to help you and there's clubs. Maybe there's a lake. It's basically a college for old people. You would like it. I love it. It's like going to camp. Yeah. But you get to go home and sleep in your own bed or somebody else's bed. Oh, boy. And you probably get your own bathroom and all the jello you can eat. It's great. So at the Hightower Manor, there is a very suave, handsome gentleman named Herman Winslow, who's 85 years old. Oh, yeah. He gets all the theme music. Yeah, he does, because he's a walking, like, you can't tell by the way I use my walk, I'm a woman's man. Yeah, he's, he gets, like, R&B, just like, like, it eats sex jams. Saxophone up the wazoo. When he's walking down the street, it's, like, cool. You would expect someone to say, he's fly. No, absolutely. He gets the waka chicka waka chicka Yeah. waka chicka waka chicka Yeah. It's fantastic. He is quite the character, and his nickname is, wait for it, Cat Daddy. Yep. Which is also a dance. Well, it wasn't his nickname. They said he is what you would call a cat daddy. I made it that he was cat daddy. No, cat daddy is like a type of guy and he's a cat daddy. Here's the deal. There is a guy at Oliver's work whose actual nickname is cat daddy. I've called Oliver a cat daddy. But I mean, this guy goes by cat daddy at work. It's not like what you would use to describe him. It's his actual nickname. But Oliver... I'm going to get him a little sweatshirt that says proud cat daddy. 
You don't think he has a lot of cat sweatshirts already? You'd be sorely mistaken. Does he have a bumper sticker that says, my cat is an honor roll student? He wouldn't do a bumper sticker, but the thought is great. He'd put it somewhere else on a motorcycle. It'd be better on a motorcycle. That'd be hysterical. But yeah, so he is a cat daddy, and which is also the name of a liquor, come to find out. Surprise, surprise. But he's like in a pinstripe suit. He's a super sharp dresser. He is like the ladies' man of the Hightower Manor. And he can pretty much have his pick of the litter. <laughs> but Lena shows up to the Hightower and is, you know, she's been hurt before. Yes, it was 40 years before, but she's keeping her distance. It's still too fresh. I understand. I'm not mocking. Uh, no, I think Stays she's with you. No, I think she's just one of those people that just made up her mind that that was not going to be part of her life. Look, men keep doing her wrong. She's like, I be done with men. Right. So she's just done. And so then now when she, it's presented again, she's like, well, no, I'm not. I don't do that. Especially not this man in a fedora and everyone sings when he walks down the street. Why is he wearing his suit in the facility? Seems overdressed. That's his style. He has style. He's got swag. He's got style. So anyway, she's playing hard to get. But so, of course, naturally, she's the one that Herman Winslow has set his eyes on. She's the Mm -hmm. one. So Herman's wife had passed away a few years ago. And he has been wooing all around the building. And she tells her friend what Lena tells her, who we hear from is her granddaughter. So what Lena is telling her granddaughter is that she doesn't want no half-dead menfolk. She doesn't have time to date no half-dead menfolk. By the way, you missed that the narrator once again shades an elderly person Mm -hmm. by saying, at 85, he can't waste too much time mourning. Yeah, I did leave that out. That was a big shade. They love to shade on this show. That's my favorite part. Yeah, they really do. But at least in this case, they're actually elderly. Yeah, that's true. But then for Lena, he says 75 years young. So why does Lena get 75 years young and he gets 85? He doesn't have much time to be mourning. Well, he's 10 years older. That's It's true. not like, you know, that's significantly at that age. That means something. But so anyways, Herman's coming a wooing and... She finally relents. He wears her down. And before long, they are an item. They're the it couple of the Hightower Manor. And it's a very crazy montage that we get after they become a steady couple. Kimberly, thoughts? There's coitus. Yeah. By montage, I meant menage do. I mean, it's so much stuff. He's wearing a pink robe. She's wearing a pink robe. They shimmy out of their pink robes. But first he sits on his bed, picks up a bottle of Viagra, swallows it. And then she like jump pounces on him on the bed. And we hear a coiling spring noise. The sequence is robe, pill. (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so obvious that. And this is a show about murder. I love it. I it's just feel hilarious. Like, I don't. It's so cheesy. And I can't believe they actually went for it. But they went for it because they're elderly is kind of what I feel like. I don't feel like they'd be that obvious if we were looking at a couple in their 30s, right? But they think, oh, because they're older, it's kind of cute. We can have a little more fun. They'd never show a Viagra pill if they were showing a sexy montage for a couple in their 30s, right? Well, a couple in their 30s usually doesn't need Viagra. 
That's what you think. That's true. I don't know. They might. They might. No shame in that game. No. I think a no lot of No shame in the blue pill it. game. Yeah. It was pretty amazing, though. I'm just going to say that. And the music, the whole this thing. This is an ID show about murder. Yeah. And we get a spring sound effect. Like, because his you-know-what has risen from the dead. And sprung. Spring has sprung. <laughs> spring has sprung. In his pants. Wow, it's really intense. So, and she in her pink robe climbs on top of it. I wonder how awkward that was for the actors. That's interesting. Good for them. They still can make whoopee. No, it's great. So let's spring forward. Now that they're a steady couple, they have done what most steady couples do in their elderly years, which is they start to dress like twins. Yes. They coordinate their outfits together. Cutest thing ever. Yeah, which is the best. I wanted like matching tracksuits, though. That's what I wanted. Why did we get that? That would have been great. We got matching robes. Yeah, we did get matching robes. He's not really a tracksuit guy. He's usually in a pinstripe suit. But I feel like a tracksuit would be a great leisure outfit. Someone just needs to buy him like the right one. And he'd be like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. And then he could wear it with his loafers. It'd be great. It's like RuPaul when RuPaul wears like a tracksuit. It's like super nice. It almost looks like he's wearing a suit, even though it's a tracksuit. So they also start to go on trips. They're seen out and about together all over the manor and town, for that matter. They're rolling around in his Cadillac. Yes, they are. It makes sense that he would have a Cadillac. And he buys her like a mink stole. Oh, is that part of that montage? No, the daughter says it. Oh, I missed that. Really? Yeah. He gives her some really nice gifts. We'll get to it. But the ladies at the manor are becoming really irritated with this coupling because he's the most eligible bachelor. And the feeling that I got is that he played the field, meaning that he had multiple girlfriends at once. And so now that he's just with the one woman, that's what they don't like. They don't mind if he was just messing around with Lena, but the fact that he's only with her is what they don't like. Also, she's the new girl. Right. She's the new young pretty girl. It's like when the new girl shows up and steals everyone's man. But the acting is not subtle. It is so funny. One of the women is wearing a crazy gray-haired wig with like a straw gardening hat under it inside the break room and is doing these like they're doing these huge double takes when they see the two of them together. Like their eyes are bugging out of their head. These are like the sassiest women and they are just not having it. It's so good. Yeah, it really is. I wonder what the audition was for this. They wanted to see that look. Imagine you just saw your biggest nemesis walk by. You hate her and she's wearing the gorgeous dress that you wanted to buy. What's that look look like? So the women, the jealous, I wanted to call them jealous biddies, but I can't do that, can I? Is that shade? No, the show calls them that. Great. So the jealous biddies, they start slipping notes under Lena's door, telling her to stay away from Mr. Winslow. Like, he's mine. This scene was so good. The... Lady puts a note on the door and it, it says to the hussy in room 301. Yeah, there we go. And then they knock and try to run away. The ladies who did it, but they're all like on walkers and quite slow. So by the time Lena gets to the door, sees the note, opens it up, reads the note. She looks down the hall. There's like one door down only because they're going. So don't ding dong ditch. If you're on a walker, because you need to be able to get around the corner at least. 
Don't don't even knock. Yes, and they signed it. Did they sign it their own name? They say, you stay away from our man. And away is underlined. And then it's signed 105 and 207. I am going to make the assumption that those are not their room numbers. Why would they even put any numbers then? They're trying to blame it on someone else? This is a double diss because they're trying to get those ladies in trouble in 105 and 207. Then don't knock on the door and then shuffle down the hallway at snail's pace. Why do you not think that they could just have been walking? Well, the one with the gray hair looks back at Lena incredibly guiltily. Okay. Like, damn, she saw my note already. I'm only one door down and I have eight more to go till I'm at the end of the hallway. We better pick up the pace, ladies, with your walkers. Well, that spoils everything. That ruins all of my theories. So yeah, they just, they're really bad at this. That's why I think it was their real room numbers. Yeah, I think you're probably, I was trying to give it the benefit. I tried, ladies, I tried. It didn't work. But you gotta love the use of the word hussy too. I do. And not even Lena. You know her name. Her name is Lena, but you call her the hussy in 301. Oh, I'm sure they call her worse than that. But yes, the hussy is great. Yeah. It's a college dorm. Oh, completely. I think it's worse than a college dorm. I think it's like a middle school dorm. I was just going to say, I feel like it's if you had to live in a college dorm in junior high. Yeah. That's what this is. Sixth grade. Yeah. Now that we've given you K&K's crash course on how to most efficiently ding-dong ditch when you're elderly and on a walker, <laughs> I'd like to give you a crash course on something else, intermittent fasting. Ooh. Do Fasting is an easy app that helps you with intermittent fasting. You first go to their website. You take a very easy and fast quiz about yourself, like your preferences, when you like to eat, et cetera, your habits. And then you go to their um, – or they give you, based on your answers, they tailor a specialized program that's perfect for you. And they give you the easiest way to start your intermittent fasting journey. I did the seven-day challenge. I wasn't perfect. That's okay. I was I – was, like five out of seven, but the app is great. It's really motivating. I think without the app, I would have gotten like two out of the seven days. So I highly recommend the app. Yeah. I think I just needed a week of practice and this next week I'm going to nail it. And I did feel better when I wasn't eating late at night and I lost a little weight and I know I can lose more the more I stick to it. So I'm definitely going to keep it up because I have to look good for my cat daddy, you know? No, I'm just kidding for myself. If you're doing intermittent fasting already, do fasting is the best way to optimize your fast. They also have a meal plan and a workout routine and motivational tips that you will love so much you'll want to write them on notes and leave them on every door in your dorm and then you will proudly leave your room number because you'll want credit for bringing people to do fasting. Aww. Instead of ding dong ditching, you'll be standing there like, yeah, what? Check out these notes I'm going to give you. That's great. Those are the tips. Do Fasting wants to bring easy and affordable health enhancing program to everyone. So go to dofasting.com forward slash date and enter coupon code date to get a six month fasting program with 50% off plus one extra month totally free. Join now and speed up your weight loss journey. That's dofasting.com forward slash date for 50% off a six month plan and your seventh month free when you use code date. Hey, what you doing? Doing fasting. Cool. <laughs> Check it out, guys. <laughs> Lena is not crazy about this, but I think that she must get some sort of enjoyment that people are jealous of her because 
everybody secretly likes that. She does kind of flaunt when she's walking. Her shoulders are back and her chin is up. She's kind of strutting like a peacock a little, like, I'm on Herman's arm. Yeah, like, look how great we are. Unfortunately, though, she is very suspicious of Cat Daddy. She thinks that Herman is not giving up his player ways completely and that these notes are making her, instead of making her feel great, they're just making her more suspicious because she thinks, I don't know, he's lying to her that... She's been cheated on before. Right. So she's making up stories in her head, kind of. Like, at this, she's starting to at this point. So she's even suspicious of this young girl who comes and cleans his room. Yeah, she's like, she's like 19. Right. I feel like, why? Why? And she's I, like, who's that, Herman? Who's that? He's like, the cleaning lady. She cleans your room too, Lena. Calm down. That's what I imagine happened. It's very weird. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of delusional. Oh, yeah. Well, she's definitely getting paranoid. Yeah. And what's making it a little bit worse is that they keep drinking Mad Dog 2020. What is that? It's like a malt liquor. It's more liquor than a beer. Remember Four Loco? Yes. That's what this is. This is like Four Loco. So that makes you kind of just drunk fast, but you can drink more of them. So anyways, what's confusing is that they they talk about Mad Dog 2020 multiple times, but the reenactment keeps showing him pouring champagne at dinners, like over and over and all these dinner scenes. There's no Mad Dog 2020 it comes in a can. It doesn't come in a champagne bottle. I'm just saying. Yeah, prop Art people. department, what happened? Yeah. So she's suspicious. They're drinking a lot. They're having fun. And this is a little confusing. At one night at dinner, even though she's very suspicious of him and not sure, he gives her a key to his apartment. Now, at this point, she's kind of keeping it under wraps a little bit. I mean, she's definitely, he knows that she's jealous. He knows that she's suspicious. And I think that he's thinking in his head, giving her a key is going to make all that go away, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I've done this. It's great. That's not what happens at all. One day, she lets herself into Herman's apartment because now she has a key. She sees two place sittings up on his dinner seating area and immediately is like flies off the rails. And it's like, I know what's going on here. I know what this means. Accuses him full out of cheating on her because she didn't eat there, but somebody else did. The camera like zooms in on the place settings and the narrator says, oh no, he didn't. (laughs) The narrator said, oh no, he didn't. It'd be like if on Dateline, Lester Holt jumped in with, oh, no, he didn't. Mm, It's a pretty intense scene. So she is freaking out on him, like getting in his face and poking him with her cane, like (laughs) jabbing at him. How dare you? Like, (laughs) what? Backs him into a corner in the kitchen. In the kitchen, like up against like the cupboard. What's happening? And he's like, you're crazy, you're crazy. Here's what irritates me about the scene. Who was eating at the other dinner setting? I know. Oh, no, he didn't. He did. I think he did, narrator. Who was it? Was it the hot maid that's 19? Well, what I was waiting for is we get an interview with his friend. It's a friend of his or his nephew or somebody. It might be his nephew. It's a younger guy. I thought it was his grandson. 
If it was him, grandson or nephew, why don't they tell us it's him? I don't know if this reenactment actually happened or if this is an imaginactment of the writers coming up with a scenario. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Maybe this specific incident maybe didn't happen as it happened. But there were lots of incidents like this. Yes. That's what I think happened. Two more shades that they threw. Oh, what? This November-December romance. Yeah. Oh. And then even a half-dead octogenarian with cataracts could see what's going on here. Why didn't I write that down? I think it was too long for me to write down. But I remember that one. The narrator had fun. Yeah, they did. And the writer. The writer had fun, too. Okay, after their big fighting scene, it just basically says, well, they made up. And then they show him buying her a car. He bought her a car to apologize. With a bow. Remember, we had to discuss, we found out there's companies that sell you the bow. Yeah, and they were expensive. They're expensive. He went to a lot of work. She just physically assaulted you, dude. Can she drive a car? I'm not trying to be shady. Like, legitimately, can she? Should she be driving with the Mad Dog 2020? I don't know. Not with the Mad Dog 2020, but maybe at other times she was sober. He was 10 years older and he was driving around his Cadillac. Are we cool with that? I mean, I don't want to get into a whole thing about if people over a certain age should be able to drive. But I do think, come at me, bro, that they should have to go take their driver's test more often. Don't say come at me, bro. That's inviting it. I don't care. I think that that's common sense. After you hit a certain age, I think you should have to go take your test more often. And I, you might already. It, that's quite possibly already the law. But I definitely think it should be. Yeah. I think there should be at least eye tests. Well, it's your coordination, your reaction. That stuff goes down as you get older. That's just science. Oh, so you mean not a written test. You mean someone sitting in the car and driving around the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, yes, a driving test, an actual driving test. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I also think that there should be special, like, leeway given if you only go the same, like, five places. Yeah, but you, we know how people are in quarantine we've seen our own parents they're stubborn teenagers they will cheat the system and go farther than allotted oh yeah my mom i think just hangs out in the parking lot at costco now just hangs out there and reads a book my mom is now like you want a peach i'm going to the grocery store yeah any excuse is that not amazing it's any i will say one thing and she's like oh yeah i gotta go anyways because i gotta get this one thing and i'm like yeah you don't need that yeah what happened to staying inside I need Mm -hmm. the cinnamon raisin bread. No, you don't. There's all sorts of stuff here. You do not need. No, she needs that. I'm not having it. Anyways, that's a great apology gift and makes me think that it's definitely not the grandson slash nephew that came to dinner. You think he was cheating? No, I think there was a woman there, but I don't think he could convince her that he didn't fool around with her. Interesting. I think he says a female name. She's at a test. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think he was cheating. I think he just had lady friends, too. Yeah, he seemed like that kind of guy. Yeah. So, But she's not going to understand that, right? She's super suspicious. So buys her a car. Doesn't really matter. After 14 months together, he decides that he's had enough with the, like, constant accusations that she keeps throwing at him. And he decides to stop seeing her. So this is a little weird. This is sort of where we get the meaty action portion of this episode. 
tell me if I have this right. So she shows up at his apartment with her key, but he has bolted the door or did he take the key back? I believe it was the chain was still on. Like the little thing that you can't fix with the key, right? It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He didn't take back his key, which was not smart. You got to just change your lock. Yeah. But he probably has to go through the super and do all that stuff, right? I think he kind of runs that place, though. I think he slips him a 20 and he gets the job done that day. But is he also leaving a trail of broken hearts in his wake and they're starting to lose business because women are moving out brokenhearted? I thought you were going to say, are they spending so much on changing locks that it's getting too expensive? It could be that too. Driving so many women mad. Yeah, that's sort of what I mean. I mean, is he like hurting their business? Their business, yeah. Don't know. But you know who loves it is the neighboring competing retirement community. They're loving it. Every time Herman breaks another heart, they go by. It's like those tacky people that like slip like funeral director or like lawyer things after you lose somebody in your mailbox. When they hear about that Herman's broken up with someone, they slide a flyer for their community retirement village under their door. They're broken heart chasers. They have ambulance chasers. They are called the Low Garden Manor instead of High Tower Manor. Yeah, that's it. Low Garden. Okay. Yeah, sounds beautiful. Come check us out at Low Gardens. The gardens are low, so you won't trip over them. It's these little teeny tiny mini rose bushes. Miniature bonsai bushes. Oh, I love those. Anyways, so she shows up at the apartment, tries to get in. He's bolted the door. She sort of has it worked up in her head that this day they were actually supposed to go to the park and have a picnic. Like they had had a date set up, but... We don't think that's real, or at least the reenactment is presenting that Herman doesn't think that's real. I think it was like a, a loose date that they would maybe discuss before they broke up, and she somehow still thinks it's happening. So she has it in her calendar at home and is like, well, we're doing that, not really fully comprehending that he has ended things with her. He might have been too charming and not forceful enough when he broke up with her. That seems exactly like what happened. Not to blame the victim. No, but he does. Sometimes you got to be extra firm. He did call her crazy and say, well, at this scene, he does. Kind of. He does when she's hitting him with the cane, too. (laughs) But then he buys her a car. So mixed messages, Herman. Mixed messages. Yeah, it's not great. She's obviously very upset because she can't get in. And she thinks that he has been in the apartment all day long doing it with other... Yeah, just just an orgy all day long. All day long. She Going thinks, through all those pills. But he hadn't even been there. The springs, the spring noise. Oh, just over and over. She's o- hearing it in her head. Yeah. But he hadn't even been there all day. He had taken his adopted grandson to Six Flags. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, really sweet. Why do we have to know he's adopted? Did it say adopted? Well, I think because it's like a friend's... That seems more like a mentorship type of relationship. Yeah, I think it is. The grandson was actually adopted by his parents. Correct. But more like he thinks of him as his adopted grandfather. That's correct. I hope so. Dear God, let's make... I hope it's not like, by the way, this kid was adopted. No, I think think it is. It must be. So she's, you know, yelling through the door, yelling at him, but he won't let her in. It's bolted. He's not going to let her in. So she backs off and goes back to her apartment, drinks a bunch of Mad Dog 2020, 
and grabs her 22 gun that daddy gave her when she got married to LJ. Mm-hmm. So here we have the gun back in the picture, and we all know where this is going. It has not been used for how many years? 50 years. No, 60 years. 60 years. Does the gun work? Well, we'll find out. Do guns go bad? Do bullets go bad? I feel like we've asked that question before. I feel like it does, Steve. I definitely think we've asked that question before. Unless you're cleaning it. I feel like it still works, but not as well. Like maybe the aim is not as good or something if there's dust in it. Agreed. I feel like it would get jammed like the minute, but I get, yeah, I don't know either. So she goes back to Herman's apartment and somehow she gets further into the apartment. They do not tell us how. Would have appreciated to understand how she got further into the apartment because it seemed like he'd let her in. And that's where I think we go back to that him being too nice. I think he thought, well, I'll just let her in and then maybe she'll stop yelling in the hallway. Maybe he was embarrassed because she's like screaming and crying through the door. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. So he doesn't want to be seen as a cad. He wants to be seen as a cat. Cat daddy. Cat daddy. Not a cad daddy. Caddy? Not a caddy. That's the shortening of it. It's too long. Cad daddy, so you shorten it to caddy. No, cad, get it? Not a cad, but he drives a Cadillac. Oh, yeah, I get it. A cad, yeah. It works on a lot of levels. He is a cad daddy. Uh, my a Prius mama, if, if we talk about people with their cars like that. You know it's not a Prius mama, right? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Think about it. It's got to sound the same. What else starts with a PR? You know what it is. A Prius princess? Oh, princess. Yeah. Anyways, so somehow Lena gets further into the door. But Herman had done the smart thing, which is I think he let her in because he had called security. And he didn't want security to take her down in the hallway. He wanted her to have some dignity. He's a gentleman. He is a gentleman, but he's also a little bit of a chicken. Because when security comes in, he kind of like does this dance and backs out of the room <laughs> and like hucks it out of here. Bye. Da, 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 da. You can take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, Chet. I'm out of here. Yeah. He's like swinging his cane on the way out with his hat. Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat to you, security guard. And the show is yours. Why are we describing him as like a cross between like one of the cats in Five Goes West and and Charlie Chaplin, and Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, definitely Dick Van Dyke, yeah. He's a black Dick Van Dyke. No, he's more suave. Dick Van Dyke is goofy, not suave. So that's true. I cannot see Herman falling over an ottoman. Yeah, no, not at all. Dick Van Dyke did that so well. Yeah. So the security's in Herman's apartment. They're like kind of trying to deal with Lena, who's also, keep in mind at this point, she has a gun. But they don't know she has a gun. Because she keeps, like, turning her back to them, but it's just hiding behind her back. That's the thing is they didn't have her, like, stick it down the front of her pink robe. She's just holding it. And, like, you can see when someone's holding something behind their back because their arm is at an angle, right? I thought it was, like, half sticking out of her pocket. I don't think it was. It's still fairly visible to us, the viewer, but not to the security guard. Maybe you'd just be like, there's no way one of these people has a gun. 100%. If you are a security guard at this place, at this particular facility, we're saying, with the residents that we have met, Mm. you're used to breaking up cat fights over guys, but you would never expect, like, think that you have to do a pat down and think that one of them is armed. Question. Should the personal items that are brought into the manor be checked and should firearms be confiscated? 
I don't feel like you can do that if they're living in these separate apartment units. No, and I'm assuming that some of the older gentlemen and maybe some of the older women have antiques, have things that have been passed down from their family that they don't want to. Absolutely. So he scoots out and like goes down to the lobby to like, I don't know, chat up the ladies and try to pretend like whatever's happening in his room isn't happening. Also, I don't know how what you think is going to happen here, Herman, because she still lives in your building. So just... Yeah, you may have, like, squashed it tonight, but you need to, like, sit down and have an overarching define-the-relationship conversation, right? Because... Unless they live on, like, separate wings and he can kind of avoid her, it's going to be really hard to strike up a conversation with another lady while in the same circle. Are there two lobbies? Because they're all going to hang out in the same rec room. In the same- they all yeah. hang out in the same rec room mm. unless he can go down to another floor or something. When they show... Bridges of Madison County next Thursday, they're all going to be sitting there together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lena's never going to miss that. Okay, press on. Okay, you did a Katie. So security's in the room with Lena. I don't understand exactly how this happened, but while security's kind of getting her out of the apartment, she like, and taking her back to her room, she like scoots away from them. Well, they're really just, he's in the break room and they're out in the hall by the elevator because she's just going to walk this sweet old lady back to her room for a little nap. No, but I'm saying, how did Lena break away from the security because woman? Because the security guard's not really holding her or anything. She's just kind of guiding her to the elevator. And the Lena's just like, walks away, basically. So Lena gets on the elevator. No, I don't think so. Yes, she does. She goes down to the lobby. No, it's the break room. Who said it was the break room? I have the lobby. I have that she's in the lobby, The whole all the sixth place in the lobby. Where they all play cards and stuff? Yeah, what's a break room? I'm picturing it like the common room, like in a dorm room. But that's not the lobby. Like the common room is, there's one on each floor. They keep saying lobby. They do? Yeah. Okay, so she did get on the elevator then. Yeah, that's the feeling that I got is that the the security guard was kind of there and then she just sort of slipped into the elevator. Well, she's nimble. I mean, she's, yeah, she's fast. And so she goes down to the rec room slash lobby where Herman is just sitting on the couch reading a book. He's just waiting for it all to be over, at which point she shoots him point blank several times in the back of the head. At least he didn't suffer. She walks up behind him. He's sitting on the couch. There's people all over the room. Bang, 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 bang. We see the, hear the bangs, but we see this gun clicking It's really, it's almost like they didn't want to show the actual shooting. So we like see flashing noises or see flashes. Well, and we also see the front of him. Yeah, but then just slumping. Very slightly, he slumps his head forward. That's it. Like 45 degrees and that's it. But the most bizarre part of the whole thing, it's like when Evie would freeze time and out of this world and she's doing something (laughs) but no one else is moving. Yes. Literally... No person in the lobby slash rec room reacts to the shooting in the slightest way. Yeah, so good. Not even looking up. If you're playing canasta, you're still playing canasta. You don't want to lose your turn. You don't want to skip a stitch. And you don't want to risk that your other player is going to move the pieces while you look up when you hear gunshots. They don't even hear the gunshots. They are making so much fun of these older people. These elderly people are so old, apparently, that they don't hear a gun being fired within three feet of them and a man being shot. They just 
are blissfully unawares. I thought that I was like imagining that or I was like, oh, they, the director really needed to give some direction to the people in the room. But the guard then calls 911. We get an interview with the actual police officer who responded to the call. Yeah. And he says walking in was like the twilight zone because there are people like sitting around eating pudding. Eating pudding? He says eating. He says eating pudding. A man is sitting on the couch bleeding from the head. Clearly has been shot in the head. They are knitting and playing cards just unawares. Nonplussed. Could not. Could not have a plus. Could not have one single plus. More like a minus. Just a lot of minuses. What is happening? That is so funny. And that is real. Like, that's not even the show mocking them. That is the cop says that's what happened. Oh, my God. I was, okay. And that's why I understood. I was like, that's why she wants to do this episode. Because it was like, to me, there were parts of this that were very sad. Obviously, her sort of turning into an alcoholic and then being a little bit delusional and shooting this guy is sad, right? But this is bananas. It's bananas. We are in a home, but we'll look up and then we'll want the gossip, but we won't want to like get involved. So we'll just gossip in the corner. So you won't even be able to tell if we really noticed or not. Except I tend to do the like really big looks when Katie says, look over there, but don't look. And then I apparently, I apparently do like a full on cartwheel and then look at the person (laughs) and do jazz hands. Windmill. Windmill. And I think I'm being really (laughs) subtle, but I'm going to be knitting. I'm fully going to still be cross stitching and knitting. And you're going to be like tie dyeing some like putting gold studs on some leather pants or something. Gluing sequins on a goldfish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're totally going to be like, he just got shot. That's crazy. Anyways, so what I was saying about the Golden Girls was... We're going to be a little bit gone. So then 10 minutes later, we'll be like, do you remember when that guy got shot on that couch? And it will have just happened. That was the show. And I'll be like, that was a show that happened we saw, I think. No, it didn't. It happened. No, it happened. I'll be like, was that last year? Was that James? And you're like, no, he's right there on the couch, Kimberly. Literally moments ago. I um, think that man is him that we just talked so sad. It's really going to be us. But I do, I kind of am jealous of that blissfully unawares. I got to say I was too. Happily knitting, happily playing cards and just like whatever. I've seen a lot. I don't have a lot of time left and I'm not going to let things disturb me if I even notice them at all. Can I say this? The one thing that I thought that's sort of like, mm, I don't know. Do you think that they're all heavily medicated? Yeah, that's possible. Like they all get a green pill. I don't know what the green pill is, but the green pill makes you. place. They make this place sound really nice and not very shady, but I think it's some of the horrible ones. They probably do overly sedate their patients so they don't have to deal with them in some of the really bad places. Well, that's sad. That makes sense, though. But, that's but I feel like this place, probably not. This is like a really upscale type one. Yeah, definitely. So regardless, Herman is sitting on the couch been shot. He's dead. He's deceased. The cop is there watching people eat pudding. But he also notices out of the corner of his eye that about five feet from him, a woman is pointing a gun at him. He he walked in thinking he was probably going to have to have medical situation. Someone has a heart attack or a stroke. 
first of all, you take in all the people that are not reacting to the man with the bullet in the back of his head. And then you have this woman, elderly woman, waving a gun at you. And that's a lot to take in. I'd probably leave. I'd be like, I'm cracking up. I'm out. <laughs> I'm having a breakdown. I'm having a nervous breakdown. He really was like, this was the Twilight Zone. I am scared for my own sanity. I'm leaving. Oh, my gosh. But it's the best story in the world that he gets to tell. He says, ma'am, may I help you? Selena's pointing the gun at him. And she says, he was fooling around on me, so I shot the son of a bee. Mm-hmm. She didn't say bee, but you get the point. Yep. Uh-huh. What? She knows what she did. So at this point, there is another interview with a woman who, I'm not sure who she is. The clinical psychologist? That's who it is. Who says that the cop was well within his rights to shoot her. And I was like, lady. (laughs) She does say that. He's not going to shoot. He's not going to take her down. No. Well, he he could. She was waving a gun at him. But like the narrator goes, time to get grandma to put down the gun. Like there's. They handle it with as much solemnity as we do, which is so funny because we do a comedy podcast and they do a crime TV show. But this one is not. I mean, what do you say? What what do you say? Like, so the cop says maybe the funniest thing since, I don't know, it's pretty good. He says, what was I going to do? The last thing that I want to do is shoot this woman and have every senior citizen group protesting at my front door until the day I die. So question. Yeah. You've been doing a lot of protesting out there in the streets. Yeah. I would like to know the percentage of senior citizens, and I'm talking 78 and over out there protesting. It's been very hot, and we are in the middle of a pandemic. Not on the hot part, just at any time. Not a lot because it's taxing on your body to be out there percentage please well we're in the middle of a pandemic so they shouldn't be out there anyway yeah but would you say two percent it's small 0.05 percent it's not a large percentage it's 98 percent younger than that but they are i believe the senior citizens would feel strongly about the issues that are being protested currently yeah this i don't (laughs) think would get them they didn't even notice when it happened in front of them. No, they're going to stay with stick with the canasta and the pudding. Yeah, the pudding is so good. You have to. And remember that pudding means something else. We found that out a couple episodes back. Sorry. What does it mean? Is it sec- sexual? Don't you remember the pregnancy term in the pudding? Oh, God. Something. Oh, gross. Yeah, it was upsetting. Oh, sorry. Well, we don't have to worry about that with Lena. Thank goodness. No. What? She's not getting pregnant. No, it wasn't about that. Oh, my goodness. You're forgetting. It's something about pudding. I'm going to have to look it up. Refer to mansions and murder. We discussed old-timey pregnancy terms. Yeah, those were funny. In the very end, in the little bits at the end, past where we say goodbye. Yeah. Tin roof. Rested, exactly. That was one of them. There was another one that I took out because it was offensive. Really? I'm not going to remind you. It's something about a bunny. Oh, God. So I took it out. Okay. Anyways, he says that no, no senior citizens are going to come protest at your door. But thank you anyways for not shooting her. Thank you for just being a cool guy and like assessing the situation and being like, okay, let me help you. I liked him a lot. 
takes her in quietly, cuffs her outside. Well, he calls her pretty lady first. He does. He does. I forgot about that. He calls her pretty lady. I feel like that was very smart. He's like, why would he cheat on a pretty lady like you? That's what he said. Yeah, that was really sweet, especially because, you know, she's probably kind of wild looking. Oh, she probably looked, they they made the reenactment look great, lady, but she probably looked rough. You're so right. Because she looked rough in her mugshot. You're like, oh, she has been drinking, Mad Dog. Oh, so Lena pleads guilty to voluntary manslaughter and is given 10 years. And then. This is so crazy. She's released on parole after three years. Three years? She shot a point blank five times in the back of the head. Back of the head, she gets out in three years. I mean... What's happening? I pray there were, like, strong parameters. Like, she needed to be under supervision. She couldn't have a firearm. She's on parole. So good. She couldn't have a firearm. I hope she was going to live with a relative. I mean, they just didn't want her to die in prison, I guess. But, like, Herman didn't want to die. I mean, he probably was going to die in that retirement home. But, like... He was like 80-something, 85, 86 at that time. He was 86. Yeah. 86. But still, like, he was still going prime. He was thriving, I feel like. I am not one for putting a lot of elderly people in prison, but I think she should have spent more time in prison for shooting him point blank in the head. I'm just going to say, are the prisons that crowded? Is that what we're seeing? I don't know anything about this issue, this hot topic issue. They are very overcrowded. And they are unjustly putting away a lot of people. And they would have had to spend a lot of money when they have elderly people, right? Because they have more ailments and things like that. That's true. But can we trust this woman to not shoot someone else who she perceives as doing her wrong? Remember how she wasn't dating and she had decided that like men weren't really that for her? That was the wise decision We need her. to go back to that. Go back to that. Yeah. Don't try to get you a man. When you come out. If she was released to the care of another family member that was going to have eyes on her and supervise her life. I think she'll be fine. She could be fine. And not drinking. Yeah, and don't drink Mad Dog. Yeah, and not dating. I think she could be okay. But I even worry, what if she goes, starts going to church, gets involved in a church group, and then something else happens? Somebody does her wrong at the church group. No, because look, she went her entire life without shooting people who done her wrong. It's really specifically men cheating on her. That's where her issue comes from as a child. Right. And when you're older, sometimes you revert back into that childhood state, right? Well, those feelings all come rushing back. It's a trigger each time. But I see what you're saying as you get older. Yeah. So that seemed more fresh and real to her probably than it did when she was 40, Mm -hmm. where she could have handled a situation like this in her 40s and didn't shoot anybody. She didn't shoot her husband, LJ, who did cheat on, we know for a fact cheated on her because she caught him. Who are you? Who is she? Who are you? (laughs) Who is she? Who is she? So I think we have maybe some mental uh, decline Right. Combined with alcohol. Right. Combined with the gossipy, insidious nature of that little sorority house that was going on. Yeah. Feeding her suspicions. Because it's true. She didn't kill her first husband. Right. And she had the gun then. So this was a a different, a cocktail of danger. And Herman did not deserve it. It's very sad. 
I would have loved like to know Herman. He seems like a cool guy to hang out with. I bet he had really good stories. To I tell. bet he had great stories, or he had two good stories that he would tell repeatedly, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, that's absolutely. He would fine. tell them just slightly differently each time. So then we also know that that is not an exaggeration. That people in the room really didn't react because not only does the cop tell us, but our three ladies at the end, Joyce, Rita, and Lynn, say. Oh boy, I hope I never get the, to the age that I don't notice if someone is shot right in front of my face. That was their takeaway. So what the show should have done, which would have been hilarious, if you panned to the booth right next to the three ladies and there were like three people that were stabbed to death and those ladies had not noticed anything and they're talking about how they hope they never get to that point. Or if Joyce and Rita had been sitting on their side of the table <laughs> talking to each other. And, Lynn is- and then we pan over to Lynn, who's been shot in the side of the head. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. And they're just gass- gossiping away, totally talking about the corned beef and not even noticing. Because yeah. they are. They're just sort of like, well, those magnifying lenses you've got as glasses, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just sort yeah. of razzing each other. And then we slowly pan to the sandwich up from the sandwich. Or Lynn's head is on the sandwich. On the sandwich. But I don't feel like Lynn got shot in the head. I really feel like Lynn is killed somehow, like, from the Clue movie. Like, with a, a candlestick or something. Like, she's very dramatic, you know? And I feel like it would be a very fancy way to be murdered in the middle of a delicatessen. Poisoned. Oh, and then we see her lip liner. That's the why her lip liner, is, her lipstick is off. It's on the rim of the glass. Oh. And the glass is kind of glowing fluorescent green a little bit. Oh, and then it pans out a little further and we see that it's the martini glass holding the dentures. Yes, that is the opening credits of the show. Have a martini glass filled with dentures. Yeah. Did it. So good. Brilliant show. Great recap. Loved it. Great job. Well done to you. Tip of the hat to you, Katie, and to ID. Not to me, but definitely to ID on choice of thematic items. Two more elder ones. Oh, I forgot. I think that we didn't even talk about this, but someone sent me a link to two of the actresses that play the old ladies. The fabulous ladies are like fashion models. They are those models you love that are those amazingly gorgeous, beautiful senior women who are way more attractive and put together than I will ever be in my life. Two of them, they're actual in real life? I think so. They were like on a runway together being photographed at some event or something. So are these real friends? I think though two, at least two of them are real friends. I'm not even, those might've even been their real names. I'm not sure. Like their real first name. Somebody, whoever finds it, I'll tweet it or something, or if Katie, you find it. But they're like fabulous ladies. They're just as fabulous as they are on the show. What? Yeah. They're like society ladies. And that's exactly how they are on the show. It's so perfect. They're like the Real Housewives of New York in 20 years, 30 years. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of all three of them. Huge fan. Yeah, they're great. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Continue to wear your masks. Call your grandparents. Tell them you love them. Just find out if there's any potential tumultuous relationships in their lives that you need to be concerned about. Just maybe see if there's any hidden weapons in the house. Just take a gander. Just see what's up. Yeah, great.
Great point. Or see if anyone's slipping notes under your parents' doors. Calling them a hussy. Be like, Mom, what is this that they they call you a hussy? Oh, don't worry about that. No, I will be worried about that. I'm going to need to take a talk with Gladys's daughter. Has Joni been watching Elder Skelter? Because I think... No, but my dad always claims that he has all these ladies all around the park, like that have different dogs that they meet at the park or like different ladies that live in the neighborhood. He's like, oh, I'm just going to go visit Carol. And my mom's like, ha ha, Carol's one of his imaginary girlfriends. And she thinks it's funny, but maybe it's really going on. He's a chick magnet. The dog really is. Ralphie is. Oh, yeah. Ralphie is. You think your dad doesn't know that? You don't think that's up for consideration when dog choosing happens? Yeah. And why do you think he keeps dog treats in his pants? Because he has an irrational attraction to dogs, but also he wants to get with the owner, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Take care. Enjoy your pudding. Remember, don't look up from your pudding. Things only get worse when you look up. Do you think that there is a butterscotch that's like scotch and it's called butterscotch, but it's a scotch, it's a drink? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Just in case there isn't. Like butterbeer. Bar KT and Kimberly TM. Okay. Bye. Bye. I love bonsai trees. Have you ever looked at those trees? Yeah. I mean, I've seen them. They're so little and detailed. It's like a huge tree was hit with a shrink ray. And they're like little tiny. I think I just really like miniatures. Okay. (laughs) But I think also that's creepy. And I am determined not to collect that stuff. Because that's, I can't be a childless woman with like a dollhouse. I cannot. No, you can't. No. I shan't. Shan't do that. No shame if you do, but. Katie's choosing a different path. Yeah. And I'm a little judgy of that. But that's all right. Okay. Is that a thing? I'm a Mitsubishi mama or a Volvo Volvo. <laughs> Volvo Vixen? Sure. Yeah, that's better. Prius Prima Donna. Sure. You don't like any of these. I'm getting lukewarm to like cold reception on any of those nicknames. Prius. I keep wanting to say Prius Primavera because maybe I'm hungry. That's a pasta. And maybe I haven't had pasta in a long time. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. I've had red lentil pasta. Does it help that I made a quesadilla for dinner tonight that was terrible? A little. There's nothing worse than like eating something that's supposed to be really good and that you think is really good and it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, I made it. I ruined it. And out of tortillas. Totally a wash. Why did we start talking about that the other week too? Why has that come up for the second time this month? And I've still never seen that movie. Because my mom's watching Ozark, which has Laura Linney in it. And Laura Linney was in a different movie with Clint Eastwood. I'm literally doing like that. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. 100% with Clint Eastwood. That's where I keep thinking about it. Is she liking Ozark? What season is she on? Three. Oh, wow. She's zipping. I've been watching it for four years and I'm still on season one. Then you're not really watching it, are you? Every few months, I decide to watch an episode and then I get hooked and I watch like three more and I stay up late and then I never watch it again for like six more months. Then you don't like it that much. I think I don't like it that much and I'm really trying to get myself to like it because I love all the actors in it and stuff. You don't have to like it. I feel like I do. There's a lot of shows on my list to watch that I don't really want to watch, like the second season of Vinny and Polly D's show, but I feel like I have to watch it. Because peer pressure? I, I liked the first season and I want to support those fine gentlemen. 
They don't need Maybe to. I just don't like it that much and I don't need to watch Maybe it. Maybe your taste is changing. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's not, though. I mean, it's not refining at all. It's just changing. It's never get actually getting better. We'll see. He could have had 10 more years. He had more loving years to give. Yeah, he had. Oh, I would have taken some loving from Herman. He's a suave guy. No, Sorry. Adam, take that out. He was a suave guy. He was He would have suave. bought me a car with a bow on it and a, a vegan mink stole. I would have sashayed my pretty little self around the town square. He knew how to treat a lady right. 